Indigenous Rights Radio, because knowledge is power. Hello and welcome to the second episode of a series of five podcasts about the Second World Conference of Indigenous Women. This podcast is produced by Cultural Survival's Indigenous Rights Radio and is proudly brought to you by the International Indigenous Women's Forum, in short, FEMI. The Second World Conference of Indigenous Women was organized by the International Indigenous Women's Forum, the FEMI, Alliance of Indigenous Women of Central America and Mexico, Sami Nissan Forum, Asian Indigenous Women's Network, African Indigenous Women Organization, the Continental Network of Indigenous Women, and the National Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Women's Alliance. The opening of the conference with the theme of Together for Wellbeing and Mother Earth took place on August 12th and approximately 1,000 indigenous women participated via Zoom and Facebook Live. The conference was held in virtual format of two sessions per day to facilitate the participation of women from all regions of the world. The Second World Conference of Indigenous Women recognizes the diversity of indigenous peoples and aims to facilitate a global network that links indigenous women from seven socio-cultural regions Asia, Africa, the Pacific, the Arctic and the Americas. Here is our colleague Diana Pastor who took part in the opening of the conference. Hello, my name is Diana Pastor. I am present here at the Second World Conference of Indigenous Women. The first opening session began at 8 a.m. and lasted until 12 o'clock noon, while the second session began at 9 p.m. and continued until 1 a.m. in the morning Peru time. The opening of the conference took place with prayers from the African Indigenous Women's Organization. The opening prayer song was performed by a group of women from Tanzania. In the prayer, they asked God to help all women in the community, the Maasai, pastoralists, and Zulus, to give blessings, food, and look after their families, cattle, and give them strength to protect their communities. <laughs>
following the opening prayers from African Indigenous Women's Organization, the second opening prayer was performed by a group of women from Central America, aligned under Alianza de Mujeres Indígenas de Centro America y México. <laughs> songs were performed from Yukyuan people from Japan and Maori from New Zealand. <laughs> Te ko ho, te hua, nuku te hua, 
para te hua, pata pata i apa, te perere i hoa i tai o matuku, te perere i hoa i tai o pani, e tapu taku kiri nai, te ripi ripi o te rangi, te whakarangona atu te ati tipua, te whakarangona atu te ati tahito tina toka, rarau te pekenui a muturangi tina toka, te pariki hawaiki e. After the prayers, Tarsila Rivera Sea, the president of the International Indigenous Women's Forum, FIMI, delivered a speech on the theme, Paths Taken and Our Realities. In her speech, she highlighted the achievements of the global indigenous women's movement, also mentioned the challenges faced by indigenous women globally. Hoy celebramos nuestra segunda conferencia global de mujeres indígenas que es la suma de un proceso de muchos años. Sabemos que cada hermana, cada mujer indígena, en cada rincón del mundo, en cada comunidad, lucha, se esfuerza y enfrenta situaciones para que las familias Despite the long struggle for participation, during almost five decades since the first World Conference on Women in Mexico in 1975, followed by the World Women Conference in Nairobi in 1985 and Beijing Conference ten years later, indigenous women are still invisible and there is still a long road to be truly visible and ensure that states see indigenous women as subjects of rights, with decision-making power in the local, national and international agendas. The Second World Conference of Indigenous Women is the result of many years' efforts and celebration of indigenous women in every corner of the world. The outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic further challenge in the full exercise of collective rights and indigenous women are witnessing a worsening of the inequalities and the multiple forms of violence. Despite the barriers of the pandemic and geographical challenges, the technology has made us possible to bring together strengthen the global movement of indigenous women, guaranteeing our collective and individual rights and well-being, as well as to serve the needs of indigenous women's organizations and networks so that they can strengthen indigenous women's movements at different levels. We continue to fight collectively to defend our rights and all forms of discrimination and violence against us, at the meantime, work to, for the well-being of the environment and Mother Earth, without which we cannot survive. After a great efforts made with several postponements, finally, we are here today at the conference. Todas las formas de violencias y exclusiones en el mundo 
para nuestros pueblos, para nuestras vidas y las nuevas generaciones. Bienvenidas, hermanas. This conference was made possible by the great efforts of indigenous women leaders from various regions of the world. Regional preparatory meetings were conducted in Nepal, covering Asia, and then in Cameroon, covering Africa in 2019. Similarly, the preparatory meeting covering the Americas was held in Mexico in 2020. A virtual preparatory meeting was also held in Asia, Africa, Pacific, Arctic, and the Americas in 2021, prior to the conference. And finally, we are here, starting a conference which we had planned for a long time, said Lucy Mulenki in her welcome speech. Lucy is an indigenous woman leader from Kenya and is also the vice president of FIMI. We'll welcome you again here today. We are very happy to have you in this conference. We are happy because finally we, we are here starting a conference which we have really planned for a long time and it couldn't happen easily because of many uh, challenges. At the beginning when we planned, we were hoping that we could be able to do this in uh, Sami land in one of our uh, uh, indigenous women's uh, land in the Sami. And then we were not able and when we planned it in uh, Nairobi uh, in 2020, COVID was there again. So there were quite a number of challenges, but we never gave up. As indigenous women, we are always resilient and always trying our best that we could be able to reach somewhere. And after listening and the, uh, the, the story of the webinars coming, different conferences being uh, you know, organized because there was no way people could do anything, no face to face. We also said we will continue with our journey. And here we are today and we are really excited that you have joined us, especially in that uh, We are here uh, listening to us and going to listen in the next month. And we are really happy and we thank you so much for the great work that you have been able to do. We also want to thank and I really appreciate the work of the different regions uh, who've uh, formed committees and they really worked collectively together, liaising with the secretariat to make sure that this conference become a success. And indeed, despite the challenges of the internet and so on, we are happy that we are here today and be able to really uh, continue and, and able to uh, meet together. The Second World Conference of Indigenous Women was held with three objectives. Firstly, to strengthen the global movement of indigenous women, and secondly, to agree on a global agenda that reflects the priorities related to the recognition of the collective and individual rights and well-being of indigenous women. And thirdly, to address the needs of indigenous women's organizations and networks so that indigenous women can consolidate and strengthen their movements at different levels. Addressing the opening ceremony of the conference, Dugrun Elisa Eriken Lindy from the Sami Nison Forum, representing the Arctic region, said that the vision of the conference is to deepen the debates on the strategies for advocacy in decision-making spaces for the recognition and protection of the rights of indigenous women. Global Conference was held in Peru in 2013. It was a great event. I was lucky enough also to attend it and it was a wonderful opportunity to get to get together as indigenous sisters. Many of you have been and are in difficult situations, we know that. Our vision as to strengthen the position and opportunities of indigenous women is 
concerning our region that we need to establish a regional indigenous women's network in the Arctic. The Greenland, Samiland, the northern areas of Russia and Canada and Alaska. Indigenous women want to do these issues more visible at the agenda in the Arctic region, to empower indigenous women in speaking their own cause, to recognize indigenous people's territories and resources, and the value of indigenous women, connection to use of land and resources. Emphasizing that violence against women is a problem concerning everyone and should be on the agenda at all levels of society both in our own communities and the indigenous organizations and authorities, and also within the majority society and national, national states. Similarly, Eleanor Dictan Bang Ua from the Asian Indigenous Women's Network also addressed the opening ceremony and said that the progress in the realization of indigenous women's rights may be slow, but we are advancing. The conference acknowledges and honors indigenous women leaders who are tirelessly advancing the cause of indigenous women for the last 40 years. Um, there were actually two international indigenous women's conferences that reviewed the human rights of indigenous women vis-a-vis -vis the realities on the ground prior to Beijing. So the first was in Australia in 1989 and the second in Norway in 1990, participated by indigenous women representatives from the UN regions, but very minimal, something like you can count by your fingers. This conference today, however, is actually the fourth indigenous women's conference since CEDAW came into force 41 years ago and the second after Beijing in 1995 and the UN in 2007. Progress in the realization of indigenous women's rights may be slow, but we ourselves are advancing. I would like to reflect on the extent of aggression on harassment of indigenous women today as an indicator of, a collective, of the collective strength and impact we are creating. We have come a long way. Indigenous women have made their marks in different spaces and levels in asserting that we are not just stakeholders, but more importantly, our rights holders and a force to reckon with from the local to the global levels. As we take stock of the gains uh, in this conference, let us acknowledge and honor our sisters who have been tirelessly advancing the cause of indigenous women 41 or more years ago. Let us similarly honor everyone as gathered, gathered here in this conference, who are committed to carry on. Sandra Kramer, an indigenous woman leader from the Pacific, representing the National Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Women's Alliance, said that this conference has been a great platform where indigenous women from across the globe be together and put the collective voices. Today, we know we are going through a different change in the world due to COVID. We're not able to travel. We are not able to see each other face to face. But this conference that is being put together by FEMI is great so we can be together and we can put out our voices together as a collective. We will continue to find ways that, so that our voices and issues are continually put on the table. And though we are not in meetings room, 
we will still continue to make ourselves visible. This is why this conference, World Conference for Indigenous Women is important, because we are standing united together and we will continue as Indigenous women to make the wrongs made right. Former special reporter on the rights of Indigenous peoples, Piki Tauli Corpus, addressing the opening of the conference, said, This conference is the way of celebrating the successes that Indigenous women globally achieved and learning lessons from the works that we have been undertaking since 1980 in relation to the realizing of collective and individual rights of Indigenous women. Now we are here uh, having this uh, international conference and uh, I think that this international conference will be a way of celebrating again our successes as well as learning lessons from Uh, from the work that we have been doing with our women since the 1980s. I would like to uh, just emphasize that I think that the visibility of Indigenous women globally has increased considerably because of all the work that the cumulative work that we have all done. And FEMI definitely has uh, played a very important role. As was mentioned earlier, the context is very different now, especially with COVID. The extent of domestic violence, which has increased considerably uh, after COVID, no? with people being in lockdown, uh, reports of increased domestic violence have been coming And I think this is one big issue that we still continue to address. The whole issue of violence against Indigenous women remains an issue uh, in conflict areas. Uh, you know, uh, rapes and uh, and uh, all kinds of uh, violence are have been happening. And so we need to expose this more widely and use these situations to influence the decisions that are coming out of the uh, relevant bodies. Uh, I would like to... Uh, Uh, again, uh, congratulate FEMI and all the other networks of Indigenous women all over the world for putting efforts in strengthening and helping strengthen and empower Indigenous women. And I do see that we have a very bright future ahead of us, despite the, uh, the situation that we face. And hopefully we will be able to really Uh, come up with a more comprehensive report on the impact of COVID on Indigenous women all over the world. I think the burden that Indigenous women have to bear to be caregivers uh, for COVID victims, as well as being victims themselves, is so tremendous that more action has to be uh, undertaken and more support should be uh, uh, given by the international community. Laura Hernandez, from the Continental Network of Indigenous Women, a joint indigenous organization of the Three Americas. Cindy Cobay, on behalf of African Indigenous Women's Organization, a regional network African Indigenous Women and Girls. Sara Sieber, on behalf of Alliance of Indigenous Women of Central America and Mexico. Pragya Rai, on behalf of Network of Indigenous Women in Asia, Network of Indigenous Women and Girls, from 14 Asian countries also addressed the opening of the conference. An interactive dialogue session on the role of indigenous women and indigenous women's movement in implementation of collective rights was also undertaken. Meanwhile, 
documentary videos featuring the different cultural diversity in Africa and journey and experience of the participants of the Global Leadership Schools were also screened during the opening ceremony. Similarly, in the second part of the opening ceremony, as many as nine interactive sessions were conducted with different titles under the theme Breaking Paradigms, Indigenous Women Transforming Power at Different Levels. The interactive sessions were held relating to the participation in decision-making spaces, land, territories, resources, and climate change, including the food sovereignty based on cultural identity, the power of resilience of indigenous women at the forefront of a violence-free life, education, and training. Thank you for listening to the opening ceremony of the Second World Conference of Indigenous Women. We would like to say thank you to all the voices of all the women who have helped us to put this podcast together. We have come to the end of this episode and we would like to thank all the partners that made this conference possible. The Oak Foundation, Wellspring, Philanthropic Fund, Ford Foundation, Christensen Fund, Foundation for a Just Society, Channel Foundation, Mama Cass, Tamal Pais Trust, and MacArthur Foundation. To learn more about the World Conference on Indigenous Women, visit www.worldconferenceiw.org and also watch the opening at youtube.com slash C slash FEMI double I W F slash featured. And for more on the rights of indigenous peoples, visit cs.org slash rights. Mm-hmm.